0: See, here's the thing, later today, they gotta get on a plane, and they gotta carry all this crap with them. Good morning to you, good Wednesday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins, it comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out as well. Maple Leafs 5... Penguins too. this was a thing. This happened last night at PPG Paints Arena. The Leafs obviously have the players, particularly up front, that they have. They have a couple of guys in the back who made some plays, notably Jordy Ben, I thought was terrific. Morgan Riley thought he played really well. And they had Matt Murray in net playing in Pittsburgh for the first time as a non-Penguin. And he also played well. And I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I don't care what the Torontos do, like ever. What I do care about is that the home team looked like it was just kind of swimming through mud. And believe it or not, I don't even mean that physically or fatigue-wise. I'm not about to buy into this age thing, at least not yet. I'm just talking about from an energy standpoint... Um, a fire standpoint and maybe that begins with confidence but i don't think so i don't think so here's what mike sullivan had to say on the subject of of the team's level of i guess you'd call it enthusiasm in this game especially at the outset we have moments in the game where we're playing really well and you know we, we gain momentum we we generate scoring chances we're playing on our toes, you know, we're, we're dictating the terms out there and there are there are lapses in the game when it seems like when we break down, the breakdowns are egregious and, and they're hard to recover from and uh, I think those are the areas where, we, where we've got to chink those out of our game, so to speak, so that, uh, you know, we have, if there are some breakdowns, depending on what zone it is or whatever, we have support built in and, you uh, I just think there's been moments, you know, in in some of these games where, um, you know, where for whatever reason we get away from it, and and it, and it seems like in those moments it ends up in the back of our net. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's all fair. Okay, he's not saying anything there with which I disagree. However. However, it doesn't alter the fact, and I mean cold fact, that this team isn't getting anywhere. This looks a lot like what we saw a week ago, looks a lot like what we saw two weeks ago, looks a lot like what we would have seen in the very early going when everybody got excited over the 401 one start had the Penguins not been facing a run of really blah goaltending. Well, now they're the ones doing the blaz, including, I should add, the goaltending. There's not much there there. And while that doesn't make for the most cogent, useful hockey analysis you'll hear today, I feel like it actually counts. I really do. Because this team needs to develop, and then from there, embrace an identity that's both functional and one that can inspire them on a regular basis. And that, that's, well, it's what you think it is. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org That plane that they're getting on later today will take them to St. Paul, Minnesota. And after they play the Wild tomorrow night, up there, it'll take them to Winnipeg, Manitoba, where they'll play a pretty good Jets team. They're off to a an inspired start under a new coach Rick Bonus with some new direction and stuff like that. It's going to be a challenge. The Wild aren't playing great. The Wild aren't scoring goals, but they're defending well enough. The Wild know who they are, and I'm not saying that as if they're great. They're not. They're at 500. The Jets have long known who they are, regardless of whether it's Paul Maurice coach or now Bonus. They're fast, aggressive, hard hitting. Uh, kind of old school team. That's just the way they play. The Penguins, of course, have had an identity under Sullivan. I don't think anybody could suggest otherwise, not even his greatest critics. But that identity, that system that's worked certainly enough to get them two rings and a, a good bit more, it only operates at its own. Optimal whenever they're defending first and foremost. Now, if you think about last week when they went to Washington and then to Toronto and then to Montreal, in the first two of those three games, the third one, what I mean, it was it was kind of haphazard all over the place. Tristan Jarry's playing through an injury or whatever, so I just want to set aside the game at the Bell Center for the moment. The first two of those, in Washington and in Toronto, the Penguins committed to defend. They committed to making sure that the Capitals and Leafs weren't getting the ice that they wanted all over the rink. As a result, forecheck was effective, zone entries, zone exits were effective, getting through the blue lines was effective, and of course, protecting your goaltender was about as effective as you'd hope it could be. And they they stole a point in Montreal, and they did it by scoring you know, a decent number of goals. A five to four loss is, in overtime is still a point, and it's something that you get because you've got some offensive guys who can finish. Geno's flying. Jason Zucker is flying. And they got their point. But they also got thrown out of whack. They also got thrown out of whack. They also got away from that identity that they need to form. I'm sorry. I know nobody wants to hear this, especially if you're a long-time Pittsburgh hockey fan. No one ever wants to hear anyone advocate that the Penguins defend before they do anything else. But I am here to tell you, just as I did yesterday in discussing the goaltending, that none of this is going to go anywhere Until they figure it out. Look at some of the goals that Toronto got last night. Look at some of the breakdowns that the Penguins had, not just in the goals that they allowed, but just some of the quality of the chances that they allowed. That's not what Sullivan wants. That's not what anyone associated with the coaching staff wants. That has to change, and it has to stick. And when they go to St. Paul, they've got to shut down the Wild. First and foremost, they've got to shut them down. Again, they're not scoring much lately, so maybe that's a good chance to kind of reload in that facet. Then take that into Winnipeg and shut down a team that's a lot harder to shut down because of the guys they have up front and come home not just with four points but with a greater sense of who they want to be moving forward because this ain't it when we come back j1q from Alan who asks when you have a second class defense any goaltender looks bad whoever sees anyone among the Penguins clearing the net area thank God Jan Ruda and Jeff Petrie came along trade an offensive stud right now or two for a few new defensemen well Alan (laughs) I'm sure you know it's not that simple Uh, they've already made a couple of moves on the blue line and as you singled out yourself, with those two guys, those were the new guys that they brought in. Now they've been hurt a little bit by not having P.O. Joseph out there. I don't think that would be something that's, you know, detrimental in some massive way. Chad Ruweedle's certainly a competent NHL defenseman, even when he's forced to go on his left side the way he is right now. I think it's about the whole thing. I really do. I, I had, uh you weren't the only one, let's put it this way, Alan, who sent me stuff about the clearing of the front of the net. And I know how that looks when Mitch Marner's standing there all by himself and he has a day and a half to reach around and slam that puck in behind Casey DeSmith. You're wondering who's covering him, but there were other chances that were similar in their appearance. Guys from Toronto that were just parked there, either <laughs> outside, just outside the blue paint or even in it. And there was no company there for them. There's different reasons for that. And in this case, it was Toronto getting the puck and wheeling it back in most cases, as opposed to someone in some affixed position who wasn't being moved, wasn't being physically moved. So the problems here are just overall defending. it's, It's an overall, as I see it, Collective lack of focus on staying in front of the puck, staying in the defensive zone in a stout manner and taking care of that first and then letting the rest kind of police itself. OK, players uh, in this beautiful sport at any level never have to be told, hey, try really hard to score goals Okay, no one, no one, not in the five and six-year-old leagues. Everyone wants to do that. And the NHL players are no different. But where the work comes on and off the ice is on making sure that everyone's together and supporting each other toward the same simple, narrow goal of being a team that suppresses shots, that suppresses scoring chances. If the Penguins were to do that again, and they've done it before, they've done it with this core, they've done it under this head coach, and they've done it as recently as last season. Okay, so this isn't some crazy outlandish notion or some massive uh, all-encompassing transformation that you're demanding in bringing this up. This is just the best version of who they are at this stage of their existence. And I'm going to say this again. That has to change, I believe this, on this trip. I have seen it happen before. And by the way, I saw it happen on this trip. Any of you remember this? You have to go back a couple of years. The penguins weren't doing all that hot. They were... Uh, you know, struggling, they were sloppy, they seemed to lack an identity, and they made this exact trip in this order, St. Paul and then Winnipeg, and went up there and just suffocated those teams. Now, they did it while missing a bunch of star players, they brought up some minor leaguers out of necessity, and they all listened very happily to every syllable out of Sullivan's mouth, and they all bought in immediately. And the Wild and the Jets like were like, wow, we're not in a mood for this. What's this all about? And the Penguins came away with victories of four to one and seven to one. Pretty convincing stuff. That that is what needs to happen on this trip. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Again, I'm headed up there on this trip. I'll be doing daily shots. Uh, Throughout, looking forward to it and looking forward to getting together again with you tomorrow. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks.